you're listening to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. Saadullah, thank you so much for being my Nordha on Empathy Always Wins. I uh, I was speaking to Serene, you know, Serene got, got me to know a lot about you. Serene who works with, with us at Empower and... Um, Yani, it's quite incredible uh, how you've uh, automatically created such an incredible community with Lays. Um, your background is very, very unique, very interesting. But I know a lot of people listening to the show today don't know a lot about you. So could you tell us a little bit about who's Saadallah and uh, what is Lays? And just give us a little bit of a of an abs and intro on. Sure, sure. Uh, many thanks, Ali, first. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here with you. On this great podcast, uh, I know about it and I heard as well a lot from uh, Serene. So again, maybe same story from the other side right now. So yeah, again, pleasure to be here and excited to tell you more. So personally, um, I'm uh, I'm a computer engineer. I graduated from the I'm Lebanese, by the way. I graduated from the American University of Beirut a couple of years back then, and then joined the consulting industry uh, with Strategy and the oldest consulting firm. Uh, formerly Boos & Co., so the oldest consulting firm in the world and the top in the region right now. Uh, I did a couple of years with Strategy and was honestly a, quite a good introduction to the whole business world, uh, you know, because you get the, the, the exposure to work at the highest level with ministries, with big companies, uh, NKSA, Oman, across all the region. You see right now with all the big business transformation and economical transformation happening in the region, specifically in Saudi Arabia. So. You get really, we got really the chance, you know, to, to, to get this exposure at the best practices when it comes in building businesses and building big uh, empires, I would say. So this was a big inspiration by itself. And, uh, and later on, I got approached for a very nice opportunity that evolved right now into, uh, into Lays, you know, while I was in consulting, actually. So three years down my experience in consulting, I was approached... Uh, by a great friend who was as well with me with June and uni uh, who is currently who has his own brand of uh, rolling papers in lebanon and the guy wanted to expand out of lebanon and this is what or how if you want the whole lace global lace project started so it started from there uh, with a small if you want project of expanding a product uh, under a new brand or under the same brand it was it was simply an idea before you know uh, 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 outside of Lebanon and specifically in Canada, and now I'll tell you more. Uh, uh, that small project is a project that evolved into building a global brand, which is unique by the fact that it is supported and co-established, if you want, by a global community or a global pool of friends that that started at the beginning, who started at the beginning, which evolved, if you want, today into uh, the Lays uh, community behind this brand. Uh, here we are today. Uh, I'm the CEO. I'm proudly the CEO of uh, of Lays, and I'm 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 proud to say as well that uh, it's a hot moment for the brand. We're signing right now a big partnership, so it's good as well to be to channel it through this great platform as well, Yane, with you, Ali. And yalla, I'll tell you more, Yane. I don't know if this was no, this is amazing. Don't don't worry about, uh, and you will definitely dive into so many things. I think that. The thing that interests me the most is it's a rolling paper brand. So it's it's obviously in the culture of, you know, whether it's uh, uh, tobacco, marijuana, whatever it is, it's a rolling paper brand and people love to own part of their identity. It's part of how they, 
awakening you know you're you're, you're talking before the show about owning your truth like wanting to be a rebel and, and i think that's uh it's 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 very 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 important uh, when you come to build a community and i think one thing that i love about what you're doing is you you mentioned it before the show you're telling me lays isn't just a rolling paper brand it's a lifestyle brand can you tell me a little bit about like the concept or, 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 or why is it people before papers or people beyond papers? Not before, beyond, yeah. yeah. People beyond papers, yeah. So so technically, uh, as I told you, so the project started at the beginning with the idea of selling this innovative ro uh, concept of rolling paper uh, in Canada. I had my partner going to Canada. I was approached by the, the other guy who has the brand here in Lebanon and who manufactures rolling papers uh, uh, in uh, in Lebanon. So it started first with the product, which is the paper, you know? And then when we were doing the, like the pilot and it wasn't Lay's yet at the beginning, like uh, actually it was Lay's, but without the whole branding and the sloth, which is our unique, if you want identity, you know, uh, the, 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 the sloth is the core part of the identity. It wasn't back then. Anyway, we were testing still in Canada doing our pilots. And we quickly realized that for this project to be interesting, it should be based on a, a broader idea than of this than than this product, if you want, which is building a global brand. Hala, today, to build a global brand, you have multiple options to do it. You can just get investors and do above the line digital campaigns worth billions of dollars to to establish yourself, you know, and stand out on the global scene, and that's one thing. And you could go the organic way which we were perfectly positioned specifically as Lebanese people to do it. Why? The organic way, which is through word of mouth and through the people, uh, and which we, which turned out to be a community project, like a community together building the brand. And I will elaborate more on this idea. But going back to a very interesting point, which was why we as Lebanese were perfectly positioned, because specifically at the time of the economic crisis, I'm sure most of you, uh, most of the audience today heard about it, uh, 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 like the severe economic crisis that hit Lebanon. So you had a huge outflow of, uh, you know, uh, young Lebanese people going abroad and, and becoming just spread on the whole map just to pursue their studies, their careers, whatever, because the situation in Lebanon was unbearable. So you had suddenly all the Lebanese new generation just spread on whole the map. And all of these people were, by definition, a community. All of these people were, by definition, used to spend hours and hours living, working together when they were in Lebanon, in their schools, in their uni, whatever. So these are people with a strong bond that suddenly became everyone spread in a part of the world. So all of these people, if you think about it, they all have the motive to build together. That was their dream. And that's why they hate what happened in Lebanon, because for them, the government, the, the, the government and, the, and, and, and everything that happened to the economy just separated them from their loved people. So they lost the hope of building with them, you know? So, but today in 2022, if you want to talk about innovation and want to talk about all the social media networks and tools that you have, and even if you want to push it further to the metaverse and the hopes behind the metaverse, today it's not ambitious at all to say that we can virtually connect this community and just have Lays as a platform for all of this global pool of friends, if you want, spread across Europe, the US, uh, Australia, even Sydney, you know, for all of these people to gain hope again and do a project together 
which can be a brand. Who said that the brand should be just owned by one person? You know, who said who said that the brand should be just owned by uh, five people? So we came up, we we just simplified stuff, and we said, okay, you want this brand to go viral? You want to establish this brand globally? Then do it with a global pool of people. Let them all adopt it. Let them all have a common interest in it. And we innovate. We innovated a lot in creating the common incentives, and we can elaborate on this or maybe in a separate episode later on. But <laughs> the idea is, we were able. We were able to collect to create this collective feeling that all together, beyond this product that is our baby and that is by itself disruptive and trendy, and was by itself enabling the social and the community aspect to build the brand. Because as you just said at the beginning. Smoking experience, regardless of the use case and why you want to use it in general, you smoke with people, you know, so it has implicitly the social aspect behind it. So this was also another foundation. And sorry, I want to go back to answer your question straightly, but I had to give some context, um, <laughs> uh, the question about people beyond papers. So, yeah. So this led us today, if you want, uh, uh, being able to all of us, a global pool of partners or of friends or of a community to build this brand together which led us to the main if you want motto of the brand to become people beyond papers so you had today your main product which is the baby of the brand the rolling paper so it's the paper but it quickly evolved to a brand that a unique brand that will be developed and created by a global pool of people we never saw this model before and we really wanted to emphasize the people value. So naturally, the slogan became people beyond our baby, which is the papers, you know? I so know. it's not the paper, it's the community beyond I, this. I as think well, it's not when, when, you, when you say paper, is it people beyond nationalities, people beyond the past? Exactly. So that was the explicit meaning. Now I want to I wanna take you to the second part of the answer, which is if you want to go more in depth and, 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 and to justify if you want why we're that emotionally attached to it? Because it has a broader meaning, as you just said. Because it makes sense in the context, you know, community beyond the product, which is a paper. But it means way beyond this as well, if you want to go in depth. Is like, in general, everything, every material stuff loses its value at the end of the day. Yeah. But people, it's pure. It's an indefinite, indefinite uh, value, you know. Uh, 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 like, for us, it's uh, life should be man people building together beyond everything uh, materialistic and beyond all the stuff that can separate us as you just said like the nationality uh, the culture the religion oh, all of us respect everything it's so specific but it's so grand in meaning and it's like yeah, like, like, you know, it can be literally applied in anything materialistic and you, know, you can look at it from you know uh, all the things that separate us, such as the religion, the, your philosophy of work, your whatever, it can be like, like like small stuff that we as people decided to give value to. We expect everything, everything is worthy and valuable, but the pure, the pure, the pure is people. And at the end of the day, cherish the people beyond everything, man. That's, that's, you founded you know, Lays with friends, and I know you founded it with a group of friends, and a lot of people, and I was speaking with a few friends before the show, uh, they, they, they. What was it like working with a close of group people on a personal level? And what's your style of leadership like in settings like that? That's a very 
big, big, big question mark for a lot of people that they're saying, nah, don't mix business with personal. And it's, it's, what's your style of leadership in, in, in doing so? Okay, R rule number one for me, uh, don't listen blindly to what they tell you. And I'm referring back to what you just said. You, you said most of the people, they say, uh, uh, like, you know, how do you work with uh, with your close people? Everybody tells me that this cannot be, you know, realizable and, and, and achievable. So for me, the first rule is don't fear these stereotypes and explore them. That's before talking about any leadership style. In general, explore any idea in life and don't fear about exploring any uh, uh, any stereotype, anything, because most of the things, if you just take them for granted, they're misleading. And so for me, if I had I listened to this stereotype, like you cannot work with your close friends, we wouldn't have uh, done all this, you know, as of today. So always explore first and don't fear exploring rules, stereotypes, whatever. Just understand why you're doing this and don't memorize why you're not doing it. That's number one. Number two, uh, look, I mean, if you simplify stuff, it's you know, why why would it be hard? These people, you're sharing your whole life with them. You cannot share a business with them. My these these are the people that you've been, and for me specifically in my case, Lays, we did it with very close people. So these people, I trust them from day one and everything in my life, in the most critical topics, in the most personal topics. So why not be able to share a business with them? Fundamentally, I didn't see anything wrong in it. That's number one. As a leader, I'm coming to your question. Uh, uh, number two, what you might face and uh, today, if you want to be practical, what you might face is, you know, uh, sometimes uh, being uh, uh, the, the, the potential of, of someone being intimidated by the other because he's his friend. And you sometimes if, if someone is your friend, you're a bit intimidated to be harsh on them not intimidated you know but you prefer not to be uh, uh sometimes too harsh on your friends so there is something in it in it unconsciously and i think deep down there is this feeling but to overcome it you just need to really focus on your goal at the end of the day it's in the best interest of everybody for us to do the work well and to do our to to to, to reach our end objectives well so first of all i always one thing in my leadership style Always, 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 whenever I feel that uh, some uh, we're going into small heated discussions or whatever, I always like remember everybody to zoom out and take a step back and refocus on the objective. Because number one, when you all focus on the objective rationally and emotions aside, uh, uh, things are way smoother, okay, with friends or not friends, that's in general. Number two, it's simple, man. Like I think a key, a key, a key attribute today that leaders need to have is flexibility and uh, adaptability uh, today if you decided to do this with your friends because you have the value of sharing the happy moments maybe with your friends later on then you got to understand the risks along the way and you got to understand that uh, maybe it's going to be harder to be harsh on your friends or whatever all of this stuff so you might be more on the adaptive philosophy of leaders you know because you pick these people with their if you want with with with, uh, with all their qualities from one side and from the other side with all their challenges and the challenges that they bring to the table so but you decided to have this in your system at the beginning you decided to sign up with these people so you gotta keep a very flexible and adaptive mindset along the way and see if you really want them in the setup how each and every one of them 
really functions optimally and try to always provide them with this setup that would enable them to shine and to show you the best skills, which, which were one of the drivers other than the friendship that made you even more excited to sign up with them. So if you really want to see the best out of them, always be super adaptive. Don't be fixed to traditional way or ways of working, to your own personal ways of working. Be very flexible, very adaptive. Let everybody shine in their own way. Let everybody have the setup that would allow them to be them, and to perform purely and to show what they got and to use their skills in the right way. The more you constrain people with what you want and with this fixed mindset and with standard ways of working, the less you see leadership and the less you see people manifesting their skills and their capabilities, which is which is fundamentally against what you want as a leader of the business because you're building this business with these people who are bringing specific set of skills and specific capabilities to the table. So you really, when you did your design, you were really betting on these capabilities to reach your end goal. So if you want to see these capabilities, just adapt to the setup that they want to make sure they shine and they give you the best performance. So you see these capabilities that you bet down on the table. And once you have all of these, your design will be concrete and a real world and hence you reach your end objective. I know simplifying stuff a bit right now, but but from the angle of, again, uh, 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 creating the perfect setup to the people, I think two main uh, attributes, flexibility, and which they go a bit hand in hand uh, together and adaptability. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think that um, <laughs> you were talking about before the show uh, being an entrepreneur, and it's a very different uh, journey than a lot of uh, other uh, professions. I mean, you've gotten to the corporate world and you have been an entrepreneur, and you understand that being an entrepreneur, there's a different set of pressures, different set of challenges that come with it. Um, what do you do to handle that level of stress that uh, that probably has impacted your mental health in a way that, and we're talking about because the culture and you and I have spoken about this before the show. Like, uh, we're not in North America or Europe where entrepreneurship is a little bit more flexible and seen and, and not really frowned upon. I think for a lot of uh, people here in the Middle East, uh, at a young age, entrepreneurship is, especially in tech, it's, it's very risky, it's high pressure. Um, how do you deal with this pressure, knowing that failure um, can be an option or, or, or knowing that most startups fail? How do you, how, how do you develop that mindset uh, uh, and what do you do? Yeah, okay. First of all, it's good to acknowledge that, and specifically in the region here and in the ecosystem and culture we were raised in and we're still here, it's a bit, un the pressure is a bit unavoidable. So just to, to say things as they are, uh, because, you know, uh, for them, uh, it's not the traditional way for the culture here. You don't have the tools, for example, simple stuff to get the funding, to get the business awareness, the business knowledge. You gotta go do things on your own and learn, and you know, and 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 chase the tools. So you're not really well enabled in this environment. And plus, the whole culture and the perception to entrepreneurship is still a bit outdated, and it's still they still see it as a big goal, as a big risk. You know, specifically uh, when you have alternative, safer options. So pressure is unavoidable. That's good to lay it out but <laughs> two things here why i'm saying this because it's unavoidable but it doesn't mean that we cannot proactively mitigate a big chunk of these risks and a big chunk of this pressure so number one how to deal with this from a business perspective or even from a planning perspective on a personal level 
let's always try to identify the pain points and the key risks and the key stuff that would drive the increasing pressure along the way and try in your design from the beginning to eliminate them and to mitigate them. That's one part of things. The second part, which is a bit uh, uh, more reactive, I would say, is reactive, I mean, once the pressure hits you or the challenge hits you or the, you know, once you're in it. So again, I go back to a key, key, key tool or trick for me, which is focus, focus and zooming out all the time. I try always, always to, and I really train myself. It's been a journey until I reached here, you know, to train myself mentally on becoming capable of doing this. No matter how intense is the situation, and no matter how the pressure is increasing, I always, to a certain extent, have the ability to zoom out and refocus on what is my objective and reassess what's happening in terms of the big picture and the objective and remember that what's happening is actually a detail most of the time. And it's just a lot of stuff happening and just me being overwhelmed and releasing some negative emotions that are putting me in a bad state. But whenever I, it works with me to have the ability to take the step back and look at things objectively and remember the big picture and, and remember the big goal I'm focusing on and how the small things that, that are happening and that are pressuring me are actually a small thing and a detail relatively to the big picture when you really put things into scale you cool down directly. And I always work on the mindset that, and again, it's training, it's muscle memory. It's the same way you go to the gym, you know, you train your biceps, your other muscles. So uh, yeah, like, uh, like I'm, not medically, I'm not medically certified at this, but I'm saying that at yeah. least based on personal experience, you need to train and train and train and train your muscle memory and train yourself mentally to these tricks. And and, and the, 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 the other trick I wanted to talk about, it's not a trick, but it's actually, if you think about it, like, uh, let's say you are really hit with a big problem or a big risk or, or, or a big pressure. Today, if it's a problem and it's worrying, okay, it's a problem by itself and it already made you sad or already pressured you. Why do you want to overthink and dwell in it specifically if you can't do anything about it? Sometimes you just need to wait or just need an external factor or most of the time it's in your hand. I'm saying sometimes you do just something that you cannot fix. You need to do something else or whatever. So Instead of dwelling and just overthinking and, and giving more and more pain to yourself, you know, just say, you know, if I invest more time in being sad and thinking about negative emotions, will this be resolved? Will the pressure, you know, it's just more pain and it doesn't make any sense, more waste of time. And for me, when it doesn't make sense, I don't invest in it. So I, 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 you know, I try to, if you want, train myself not to think in these bad moments or negative moments, specifically when I need to accept that what happened, happened already. And now I just cannot fix it. I need to do something else. I just go and do the something else. And instead of saying and overthinking and, and, and overdwelling into negative emotions, uh, it doesn't add value, simply. You have a mentor or like a support group, like when something maybe is happening and you just need another opinion, like who do you go to? Uh, look, the nice thing about Lays is uh, we're very, like the people like who, who started and who founded Lays at the beginning, we, by definition, are a very close group of people. So no barriers, uh, we speak up everything, and this helps us a lot to share a lot. But, but, but beyond this, beyond this, specifically, and uh, all my life, I've been very close to my family. We have this culture. Uh, I have a very good ecosystem. I have mentors as well from Strategy and 
very, a lot of people with whom I've built very close relationships who are more experienced maybe than me in business sometimes and other aspects sometimes. So in general, I have an ecosystem of quite close people and this ecosystem is quite diverse and there is really no ice. I'm just pure with them. So I just go and share the good news and the bad news. So short answer to your question, yes, I have this ecosystem of mentors, close friends, support people. It is here. And honestly, I think without all of this and going back to your uh to your question of of, uh, of stress and pressure i think all of this would have been unavoidable and unalleviated if you want without all the support systems so i'm very grateful to this as well yeah no I, I can understand and of course it's not easy building a business especially when it's a community based because of course we have there's commercial goals and and of course there's a strategy and nothing ever aligns when you're you know on the playing field in the war or like on the in the arena as they say it's always rough sometimes smirky and 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 it's not to, it never goes to plan um and i love how you mentioned being adaptable as being very important and understanding like why are you doing this because i think that's the north star and that's what really guides your actions your decisions uh, and eventually it shows you what you need to do or or where you need to go or where you don't or what you can do and where you cannot go. Um, I think one thing I want to sort of, uh, in closing, uh, Saadallah, is, is, is ask you يعني, a few maybe personal questions with regards to يعني, what is your favorite book and what would you advise people today who want to start a business, want to be independent, do? Okay, a couple of things. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, I do see a huge value out of reading, but I have my other ways uh, which I invest in more. I, I prefer way more given to my uh, excessive, if you want, level of energy that I have all the time. I don't like to be, it's hard for me just to stay passive and, and read the book on my own. It's not really my style, although I really see the value out of it. But my way to do it is to, and this is actually a good advice as well, uh, to always speak with uh, and have trusted people and to go speak to a lot of people who are experts in their fields and experience in their fields and remove ego aside and always be open to learn. And this is where I learn. I, I'm very curious to, to talk to people from new fields uh, uh, with, with way more experience, with uh, different experiences. And this is where I learn in the most efficient way for me because these people... They are sharing something that they've cooked for a long time, you know, so they know and, they, and it's been working with them. So whatever, whenever I want to know more about the topic, I prefer always to go to an expert who knows about the topic, you know, instead of even, Yannick, obviously, we all read and we all uh, use our research engine on Google and all the other tools. And, and, and whenever you want to find stuff, you just research it, obviously. But I'm saying in general, whenever it's a bit more, more of a complex topic, uh, I'd like to share it with people and see how other successful people have been approaching the stuff, you know? And that's an advice you can use in business. So whenever I'm exposed to a new area in the business, let's say today when we launched the merch, let's say we wanted to expand this further to a legit fashion line. Me personally, I don't have the experience in the fashion line like I have from consulting the business logic that I can adapt to any industry, that's for sure. But for me, my go-to, uh, my, 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 my next step, if you want, to plan this whole fashion line, had we invested more in it back then, was to go hire or at least 
talk to experts and fashion line businesses and then to see how to start and how to plan you know so always talk to experts talk to people be open to learn that's something very important and i want to tailor the answer more to your second question what do i advise the people uh, i advise the people in general if they want to start their own business you were saying i advise these people who want to start their own businesses but maybe uh, uh, are a bit uh, shy overthinking hesitant to really start it I just advise them to just do it and start somewhere and 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 to lead themselves actually and that's a very important attribute of leadership for me and all of us we all tend to associate leadership with just being good at building relationships with people and leading people and being good socially on the public space but for me as well another very 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 aspect, important aspect of of leadership which is super important for any person to start their own business is self leadership and proactiveness your ability to have the confidence to uh, uh, take initiatives to manifest your ideas you know and and the ability to lead yourself on a daily basis to keep your motivation high level high to proactively look at stuff and plan to and plan for what's coming next and to 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 really you know, initiate yourself on a daily basis to take the right actions and move towards your objectives i think once we all become self leaders we all have somewhere hidden in our minds bodies some ideas you know that we wanted to do in life and if these ideas are viable and they make sense and they really mean to us i think any person who really is able to lead themselves at least is able to start somewhere and once you start somewhere if this idea or objective is really really makes sense and is really viable and is really driving you you will intuitively find the right ways and the right plans and the right stuff to get you along the way to reach your end objective so my advice would simply don't fear explore but don't explore and and keep on ideating without self leading yourself to execute yeah once you're a self leader and you have the right idea just explore it and uh, good things will happen <laughs> i cannot guarantee more than this but good things important. will happen action is very 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 important sadal i think what you're saying here is yeah, i think most people dwell on things and think about it without uh, you know taking the action and i think uh, the only way out is through i think 100% the only way out is through and i also believe that um, you don't need to know all the answers that's the biggest thing i think entrepreneurs are problem solvers um i wish we all knew the answers it wouldn't be fun uh, that's uh, that's what i mean if, if it was easy it was uh, it wouldn't really be fun at all i think uh, it's uh, the moment that uh, you stop growing the business stops growing and the moment that your personal growth is much bigger than the business's personal growth you will supercharge this business and you will become a trailblazer uh, in making change so i think there's a lot there and i think this is what you meant by saying uh, being a self leader or like or starting from within or, or 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 leading the change i i i think that people lead businesses and people change cultures um look at what steve jobs has done for more than a billion people um uh, i think you know brands are our feelings uh, i think that uh, we are living in a very disconnected world but people are ever so connected and this is the dichotomy that i think that uh, you know a brand like what you what what you're doing with lays putting people uh, you know beyond papers or or any other brand that actually has a 
a very deep meaningful purpose but i just genuinely want to say thank you so much for for your time today and i want to give you the the floor to to have any last remarks any it was just an honestly a great pleasure speaking to you today same here ali thanks again for hosting me i really enjoyed the discussion honestly and the special thing about it is that i know you you're not just here like running the show and running this podcast it's way beyond this and you had the very nice talk be before the episode and the passion behind it reminds me a lot of the passion which is something i think that we commonly share but in different areas let's say uh, for me uh, uh, i just want to conclude and uh, to say beyond the thank you that we just said to just again to reiterate on the messages uh, and on, on the key message specifically to everybody who would be watching this podcast is again don't fear simplify stuff and just start somewhere and whatever happens at the end of the day it's not the end of the world like you're not in a rat race uh, it's your world we're all here chasing freedom you want to create your own stuff to be ultimately happy uh, uh, impose your own lifestyle so it's really worth trying and uh, yeah it cannot go wrong that's it there's always a way back there's always other alternatives and a very important thing that i think we mentioned across but i want to as well reiterate that you just said right now is people tend to dwell a lot on what they and what they are and they tend to think a bit sometimes you know and uh, 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 like you know like in what they're doing if uh, specifically when they encounter problems so super important stuff along the way i think is to always take a step back and not have if you want like the like it's very good to be super determined and it's very good to be the trailblazer you're talking about but sometimes when things are tough just don't uh, uh, stick to and being just keen on breaking the wall irrationally always everything has a solution remember so if you're down if you're facing pressure always take a step back refocus on the goal reassess objectively and you'll find the way through the wall that's all I want to say. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Ali. I got the. I want to just say that uh, very few times I come across, you know, really youth change makers in this region that uh, have this level of passion. So, yeah, I'm sure, sure this is not going to be the last time that we speak together uh, on the podcast. Of course, sure, uh, sure. many, many, yeah. many more to come. Uh, again, thank you so much, man. I really, really, really appreciate it. I hope you know that. Uh, do feel free to share it with your friends, drop us a rating on Apple, subscribe to the show, follow it on Spotify, and we'll see you soon in a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. Take care and have a lovely day, guys.